0: Oh, testing, testing. Good morning, Redeemer City Church. Man, just hearing that song and listening to what Mitch was saying. Um, this is not even part of my, my sermon here. I'm just, I'm already going off the rails. But, I'm going to use this for later. I was just thinking about what Mitch said, being open to receiving, you know, what the words, you know, we're seeing these words, so will I. And, and as I'm, I'm just thinking of, some, I do this all the time. I think about the physical and I think about the spiritual, right? And how they're similar in in ways, but they're different. And, you know, as I'm up here, I'm, I was actually back there and I see Pastor Mitch and his arms are are raised out and and I look on the back of his jersey and it says, Brady. <laughs> and in that moment, I started thinking, I'm like, man, if Tom Brady, the GOAT, I guess, you know, he's throwing you a pass, right? He's throwing you a pass. Ah. You know, in the physical, I mean, maybe if I'm really good, I can Odell Beckham one-handed, right? Both hands. I saw this guy right here. He had his hands out. I love that. Receiving. You know, it's a, not that you can't receive anything with your hands, you know, here or here or here, but it's just a, it's a posture of receiving. That's all it is. The other night we sang a song. I didn't quite know all the words to the song. I was like, ah, usually a default would be to, well, don't know the words to, I guess, you know, maybe clap a little bit. You know what I was doing? I was doing what you're doing. I was doing the Frisbee. That's what I was doing. (laughs) But I was. I I just closed my eyes. I noticed if I had my eyes open, there's a lot of distractions. I can get distracted easy. So I, I closed my eyes, and I heard the voices of God's children singing. And even though I didn't know the words to the song, I stood here like this, and I just received the gift of your voices. And it was absolutely amazing. So my encouragement would be if you're like, man, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like it today, you know. Just have a posture of having your palms out, right, so you can receive. That has nothing to do with my sermon. I just had to get that off my chest. That was free. That was free. Yeah, there you go. Oh man. Anyways, good morning, with Denver City Church and online. I'm glad that you're here. Um, so last week, Mitch preached on. Uh, through a series called Unhurried, which is what we're still in, and I really want to hopefully identify and come away with some practical, tangible things that we can use to combat this feeling of being hurried. So I want to explore what the Bible says, and to do that we're going to go to First Timothy four so if you have a Bible or it should be on a screen but we're going to be in first Timothy chapter four and I'm going to read a little bit it's not very long but I believe that this will is the key that leads to spiritual formation right which will negate um, hurriedness all right so Timothy first Timothy four Starts off like this. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be. traveled back here to Tampa on the airplane I just kept repeating in my mind being under Satan's yoke and it's interesting I started I started thinking to myself like what is that like in the physical kind of like guess what I did like I did earlier with the football analogy I always what is that if I'm under Satan's yoke what is that like in a spiritual what would that be like physically so I'm gonna give you a demonstration I'm going to ask Mitch here to help me out what that's like. i got a weight vest back there that I'm going to have him put on. This weight vest here, I'm going to help you with it, sir. See, I showed him how to do this. He's like, I got it. Don't worry about the next one. Don't <laughs> worry about the next one. worry about the next step. Yeah. Just put that on. You don't even have to strap it. You can just... Well, I'm strapping Okay, there you go. Strap up. I told you I'd be here for you. There you go. I'm here. So that's going to represent the yoke around your neck. All right. Not too bad, right? It's not. It's twenty pounds. It's no big deal. It's no big. But it feels <laughs> right now. No big deal. Like you don't even realize that it's on. But then you start every day. You get up in the morning getting out of bed, you have this on you. Yeah, for 10 minutes. Going for, a jog. for five minutes, going for a jog, running, trying to jump. Right? Try to play hockey in that thing. It's swaying you. All right. Um, grab those burdens over there. Yeah, grab those 50-pound burdens. All right, now it's not fun. <laughs> mm. Would you say that this yoke is... Easy? No. <laughs> no, sir. How about that hundred pound burden? Is it light? No, sir. Would you say that my yoke is hard, perhaps moderately uncomfortable? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what, what did Jesus say? Do you remember? He said, to give these babies to him. <laughs> he said that my yoke is. And my burden is, and why are you still holding that? Great and put it down. <laughs> Jesus said, let it go. Yeah, you can take that off. Yeah, take, take that thing off. I'm just strap that. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Good job. Yeah, this is, this is Satan's yoke. This is like Jesus' yoke. I don't even, this is so light. His burden is, is, I actually feel like I'm floating. His burden is so light. So, if you feel like you have a yoke around your neck and you have a burden, Christ says, listen, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let it go. Let it go. All right? That's busy. Any uh, psychology majors in here? Anybody that studies psychology? Okay, yes. Yes. All right, yes. All right. Got a couple. Love that. So, you'll love this. So, psychiatrist, Carl Jung, um, pretty smart guy, founder of analytical psychology. Um, Influenced people like Sigmund Freud, Carl Rogers, and even Jordan Peterson, if you've listened to his um, his YouTube channel. Um, This is what he once remarked about being hurried. He said... He said, hurry is not of the devil. Hurry is the devil. I'm like, I don't know this guy's faith. I don't know, but that's what he said. Hurry is not of the devil, but hurry is the devil. I think the point is that we need to take our time, the time that God's given us, which is a gift, right? Seriously. Maybe to... Take inventory on ourselves. Analyze ourselves and know yourself. And let me take inventory on where I'm wasting my time. Same thing with finances. Like A lot of us do that. Like, where am I wasting my finances? Man, I go out to eat too much. Add it love. Oh my gosh, I can't go out to eat this much. This is crazy. Why is it? I'm not going to tell you the number. I'm just going to, okay. So I need to cut that down. Same thing with our time. Take inventory of your time to find out where you're wasting it. You've heard of the term where your treasure is. Your treasure is where your heart is, right? We all know that term. Um, I say it a little different. I would say where you spend your time shapes your thoughts, which conditions your heart, which affects your treasure. Yes. What you spend your time on shapes your thoughts, which conditions your heart, which affects your treasure. So if I spend my time and set my mind with my vision up, meditation, reflecting on God's word, reflecting on God's works, contemplative prayer, etc., Colossians 3, then my thoughts will be filled with heavenly things where heaven is right where my treasure is. I want to fill my mind with the things above, not the things of the earth. Real quick, this probably won't be up there, but I'm going to go to Colossians 3 real quick. I love Colossians 3. Really quick, to so just hear what Paul said here. He says, he says this, If then you were raised with Christ... He's assuming we're, if you believe in Christ, you're raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Sit your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, there's a lot of, there are a lot of spiritual disciplines um, All lead to spiritual formation. But there's one in particular that I believe is a starting point, right? Um, And this is the one we're going to discuss today. If if I'm getting into the blocks of my life, right? I'm ran track, so I'm always talking about, you know, running. But if you're getting into the blocks of my life and and the race is... Are you running a marathon? The race is, you know, north. Well, that's northeast. Okay, we're heading east. Let's just head north. Sounds nicer. All right, so we're heading north. Right, this is putting me in the right position to move forward. All right. There's obviously more steps, you know, kind of prayer, like I said, studying the word, all these things, exegeting the word, right? Study of scripture, um, fasting, you know, the discipline of, of, of submission, all these things. But I think the starting point, we want to make sure that we're not facing the wrong way, because that's not where the the goal is. The goal's here. I don't want to face this way. I don't want to face this way. I want to face where the goal is. So we need to create the environment to hear from God clearly. Create the environment to hear from God clearly. I need another volunteer. You. Yep. Tabitha. Tabitha, come up here for a second. She has no idea. That this is happening. I love this. Have a seat right there. So it's important to create the environment for which you want to do whatever activity. All right. So if I ask you, you think you can go to sleep right now? Why not? Let's try it. I'm gonna count down to three. I've seen, I've seen like, I've seen like hypno, hip, hypnotic people and hypnosis. loud. I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> All right, so one, two, three, go to sleep. I don't think she's asleep. I always want to do that. Now, why can't you go to sleep? I need in my bed. Ah, she needs to be in her bed. So the environment for sleep then is bed, jammies, pillow, right? That's a comfortable place. That's the environment that you create for sleep, right? This is not the environment for sleep. All right, you can sit down. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, the same thing. Yeah, autographs later. Thank you, Tabitha. She had no idea that that was going to happen. That was great. Uh, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> so, it's the same thing if I want to hear from God. right? If I want to hear from God clearly, i got to create the right environment to hear from God. Same thing with sleep. I can't go to a... A party and try to sleep, unless I'm <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> a long time ago. I've seen people, I've seen movies, you know, hangover and these type of things. I've seen movies. But here's the point you got to create the right environment for sleep. So, the first spiritual discipline I'm going to talk about is meditation. Guess what? We need to be doing this. I can already see the proverbial eye rolls. I see some out there. Oh, here we go. Meditation. What is this guy talking about? Well, I'm talking about biblical i medica- meditation. I'm not talking about incense and peppermints, strawberry alarm clocks. That is an old reference. Not old. But CR, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me. All right. <laughs> That's a sixties reference. No, those are the days. I I have no idea. I have no clue. But it's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about humming. I'm not talking about, you know, chanting or anything like that. No, I'm talking about receiving what Jesus has for us daily, our daily bread. Okay. so let's make sure we have a really good, solid definition of what Christian meditation is. So author Richard Foster explains it like this. He says, Eastern meditation is an attempt to empty the mind. Christian meditation is an attempt to fill the mind. Big difference. He says, Eastern forms of meditation stress the need to become detached from the world. There is an emphasis upon losing personhood and individuality, merging with the cosmic mind the longing to be freed from the burdens and pains of this life and released into the impersonality of nirvana. Personal identity is lost, and personality is seen as an illusion. There is no God to be attached to or hear from. Detachment is the final goal of Eastern meditation. Christian meditation goes far beyond the note of detachment. There is a need for detachment, a Sabbath day of contemplation. But detachment is not enough. We must go on to attachment. The detachment from the confusion all around us is in order so we can have a richer, fuller attachment to God. What happens if we detach but don't attach? Glad you asked. We'll turn to Luke eleven. Luke eleven, verse twenty four. Listen to this Luke eleven, verse twenty four. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. So this unclean spirit is like, you know what? I'm done torturing this, tormenting this person. I'm going to go find somebody else to torment. And he's like, ah, I can't find anybody right now. I'm going to go back. So he goes back, and he's like, "Oh man, this place is cleaned up. It's looking nice. It's like it's like a frat house. It's like leaving a frat house, and you come back, and it's all cleaned up. Like, oh man, this is awesome. don't want to throw another party. We're going to tear this place up. I'm going to invite some of my friends. Listen to this. Verse twenty. Verse twenty-five. When he comes. When he comes, and when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, seven other friends." more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. This is the danger of detachment and then not attaching to the source, which is Christ. So Christian meditation is the ability to hear God's voice and obey his word. To hear his voice and obey his word. To do that, again have to create the right environment for that, to hear. God talks really soft. He talks really soft like this. So if you have a lot of distractions in the background, you're not going to be able to hear him. His voice is low. He's in a slowing down, not in a hurried busyness. That's not where he operates. You've got to slow down to hear from him. Christian meditation leads us to an inner wholeness necessary to give Ourselves to God freely. Freely. Which brings me to my last point. Distraction. So last week Mitch, Mitch said uh, he said this he said it more eloquently than I can put it but he says uh, if you if the enemy can't affect your salvation right? You're saved. You're good. Can't affect your salvation. Can't do it. But if I can't affect your salvation then I want to Affect the way that you effectively reach other Christians and bring them to Christ. A lot of effectively in there, a lot of effectively. It's with an A, not an E. Let me see that again. So, if I can't affect your salvation, I want to affect your ability to effectively lead others searching for Christ. Go back to me with 1 Timothy. Chapter 4, let's look at verse 12 through 16. Let no one despise your youth, verse 12, but be an example to the believers in the world. Young kids, this is for you. Let nobody despise your youth. You are important. All right? In conduct and love and spirit and faith and purity. Verse 13. Till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, doctrine. These are other spiritual disciplines that lead to formation, right? It's important to read the word, to know the word. Ephesians 6, right? This is our sword of the spirit. This is our only offensive weapon that we have. So he's saying this is, you know, give attention to, to this. Exhortation. That's what I'm doing right now. To the doctrine. Yeah, pretty important. Don't. Don't follow wacky doctrine, right? Also, verse 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. What gift is in you? He gave you the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you. Do you believe that? Like, ask yourself, do I believe that? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same power is is mine. It's in me. That's the gift that I received from Christ on the cross and it was given to you by prophecy the laying on of hands of the eldership meditate on these things here's that word again so everything that we've talked about in chapter four everything rejecting profane wise fables exercising yourself towards godliness for you know exercising props a little but godliness profits a lot Give attention to reading, exhortation, doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that God has gave you. All that. Sit, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Not partially. It's not what it says. Why? Why do I meditate on these things and I'm going to give myself entirely to them? Why? Okay, what does it say? So your progress may be evident to all. Why does that matter? Why does it matter what people evidence, why does it matter what people think? Why? Well, this this commandment I give to you, that you love your neighbor as yourself, that you love one another, somebody smart said that. It's Jesus. (laughs) Right? Because we love one another and so if I see the progress that Hey Pastor Mitch, I see the progress in Tabitha. I see the progress, right? And I'm, and I'm, wow! I, I want to get, I want to know God more. I want to get closer to God. Like, I'm, I'm seeing tremendous fruit in your life. I want to, like, can you help me? Can you, can you guide me, or just point me in the right, point me north? Because I feel like I'm, I'm a little off. I'm northeast. I've been walking. I want to walk in step with what God is doing. He says, take heed, chapter, uh, verse 16. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. It's not just about us. We're part of a body, right? are part of a body. So it's important that I want to save those around me. I want to, the progress, my progress, to be evident to those around me, because we are all together. I can't say to the, the ear, I can't say to the eye, I don't need you, and the eye can't say to the ear, I, I don't need you. Or else, How would you hear? How would you see? We all need each other. So, what are the attributes of meditation? Three things. One, a willingness to slow down and be still. A willingness to slow down and be still. The objective here is to clear away the noise. That's in your head. Every time I start, I'll meditate in the morning and at night. And some game will be on in my head. ESPN, usually it's, it's jocking from my heart I'll be honest with you it starts off like that oh man what time is the game and it's like you know what that's I just let that kind of just go by just go by like clouds just float along, right so Ruth Haley, Haley Barton saying in Solitude she says let's let it just let it flow by like clouds don't be ashamed that you're thinking of HGTV or ESPN or what time is the Bucks game today it's okay because you're getting a routine of slowing down. Your body's not used to it, it doesn't like it. it, doesn't want to slow down, it wants to move. Number one, slowing down. willingness to slow down and be still. Number two, willingness to disconnect from all technology. Turn it off, turn it off. I turn my phone off, right? So many times I, I've, I haven't turned on my phone and I will get a call in the middle while I'm, I'm praying or meditating, I'm like, what? And it, it'd, be, it'd be somebody from like Japan. I don't even know. Like, why is this number calling me right now? Why? I'm like, see? Uh, I see what you're trying to do. Trying to interrupt my connection with, ah, I see what's going on. Okay. So I turn off my phone. And then three, a willingness to wait, hear, and obey. So one, a willingness to slow down and be still. Two, a willingness to disconnect. I love those. I love the sound of babies. I, I love it. I seriously do. And three, a willingness to wait, hear, and obey. This type of meditation is uninterrupted fellowship with God the God who loves us, the God who made us in his image, Imago Dei, we're made in his image, and he wants a relationship with us. Just like I want a relationship with my daughter, Sila. right? I want her to come to me and speak to me, and, and, and I want that back-and-forth relationship. Like, I, I yearn for that. I love that, right? He wants the same. He wants that quiet time. You've got to carve out time for God every day. I want to hear from her every day, how was school? What happened? Who are you playing with? Oh, that's, that's so fun. You played kickball today? Oh, man, did you kick it far? Like, I want, to, I, I want to hear these things. I think that's the type of relationship that he wants with us because we're made in his image, right? So two questions you need to ask yourself. A couple questions. A few questions. One, where is your heart? And to whom does it belong? Be honest with yourself here, right? Can you back up what you believe to be true? Where do you spend your time? Because everything is pulling for your heart. Everything is pulling for that time. And if your heart is with God, walk in faith. Do the things necessary for sanctification. Meditation is one of them. And you will see tremendous fruit in your life. I promise. Tremendous fruit. Amen? All right, let me pray. Heavenly Father, I guess right now, Lord, we just turn our vision up towards you. Lord, we are recalibrating our vision towards you every day, Lord. You are our vision. Be thou our vision, Lord. Lord, I pray that when we leave out of here, Lord, that your word just sits with us today, Lord, that we remember and that that doesn't get choked out, that that doesn't get snatched from us, Lord, your word, your truth. When we leave this building, Lord, let us not just step right back into hurriedness. But let us just take five minutes to slow down, just five minutes just to be still and to be in your presence. What a gift that we get to even be in your presence, Lord. It's it's amazing. Father, we love you. We thank you for today. To you be the glory and the honor and the praise. Amen. Let's all stand as we...